0: A portal. (laughs)
1: Yeah, everyone always uh, either love it or hate it, that jingle. But hey, everyone, welcome to Wiser Wednesday. Uh, This month we have Jay Brown um, and we're going to be chatting about uh, finding flow. Uh, Wonderful hat, Jay. So wonderful to have you and your hat here today. Um, you're based out in Santa Cruz, um, and you've been working with some of like the biggest tech companies. When we met, via um, we were part of the same uh, mastermind group. You were broken a deal between Beyonce and Facebook at the time. So look, you've you, you've been ahead of the game with Flow, um, and you were talking about it, you know, loads back then. So really excited to hear mm-hmm. like your journey uh, since then, and, and um, you know how you can help others on that. Um, the concept of flow was um, first, I suppose, imagined by the psychologist uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Mihai. Um, anyone who's like looked into it or experienced it, most most paths kind of lead back to flow, right? It's a sort of essential for fulfilling like our personal potential. Um, and it's a you know, in, in a super simplified version, it's a place where like the challenge we're dealing with meets our skill level. Loads more to it than that. Um, I'm James Potten for those of you that don't know me uh, I believe in a world of entrepreneurial success without burnout and um, you yeah, know as I often say, I've sort of got the chart t-shirt to almost prove it um, if you're listening today live then please, please feel free to put uh, any comments in the chat um, and we'll ask, we'll ask those questions at the end. Um, Jay look uh Look, lo- loved your energy and honesty when we were, you know, part of that Mastermind group. Um, you know, your, the stories you shared in in the Crucible uh, was was incredible. Um, you advocate working from uh, our heads, uh, sorry, our hearts on our heads. Um, so I'll hand over to you. Please give us a brief background on your journey to where you are now working with creativity and flow.
0: Absolutely. Uh, first of all, just really thankful to you. James, for inviting me into this space and giving me an opportunity to share this transmission that I'm just really passionate about. And I love helping people find their heart because I think it's really important for us to lead with our hearts when we are creating anything that we're creating in in our relationships with uh, others around us. Mm -hmm. And so as far as my story, so I was born in the Philippines and Came to America when I was four years old. And my father, with trouble, got me into this sport early on, maybe or, um, And I became an athlete. Fast forward to um, when I was a young adult, and I started to play. Uh, professionally in football and this was a, a really amazing time really really little and unfortunately I had gotten injured I tore my ACL and that dream was completely taken away from me at that time mm-hmm. and it was the first time that I had about with depression because my whole identity was wrapped around being an athlete it was the way that I received love and validation and felt uh, the approval of others Mm. which at the same time helped me really understand that I was attached to that identity and this is why I fell into depression because it was who I was or who I believed I thought I was yeah and so from from that point um, I started getting into entrepreneurship after a very short stint in the corporate world I knew it was not for me (laughs) Um, and you know it was um similar experience personally so yeah 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 I was just like nope this is I I just can't do this and so I began uh, my entrepreneurial journey as a head of a company that licensed music for film and tv background Um, and so at that time I had a lot of friends who were musicians and this is back in 2005 and all of my friends were waiting for the record deal because the record deal was a thing at, the t- at that time. It's like, well, you're going to be waiting for a while. It's like trying to make it to the NFL, one and only a couple hundred, you know, um, yeah, make yeah, it. Yeah. And so, so I was uh, successful in being able to get their music into major TV networks, um, mostly TV shows, MTV, VH1, History Channel, Discovery Channel. I mean, the list goes on. But then I realized it wasn't actually for me because I was meeting with, um, you know, producers and I really just wanted to be out in the world. This is when I got into event production. And yeah. within six six months, I was working with Beyonce, Jamie Foxx and a lot of other celebrities at that time, uh, hosting, having them host events that I did. And although... From an uh, ego perspective, it felt really good because it gave me a lot of attention, a lot of approval, a lot of validation. Um, but from a mental and emotional level, it was something that really didn't uh, fulfill me because mm-hmm. it was dr- driven by mechanisms that I wasn't aware of at the time. I still had a lot of anger and a lot of pain because um, you know, I, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of... Uh, physical and emotional abuse but I had not addressed it at that time and doing these events was a way for me to avoid and numb the pain that I was actually experiencing and so I decided to leave that and that's when my journey into personal growth began because I was wondering you know on paper I was doing all the things that society and my parents you know had told me this is what you need to do to live happily and fulfilled, but I wasn't experiencing that. Yeah, yeah. So I was married at the time, and my wife um, presented to me an opportunity to go out to Sedona, Arizona for a workshop. I went. This was groundbreaking for me because at the time I was like, I don't believe in anything that I can't see. There's no such thing as God religion. I grew up in a Catholic household. Didn't, you know, believe in any religion at all whatsoever. But this opportunity that I had at this workshop to study uh, human consciousness from a scientific perspective to get the facts behind it and all the data is what I needed that propelled me into this world of personal growth and human consciousness and at that time it wasn't called flow and that led to an experience in 2013 where I got divorced. My little sister, who was only 26 at the time, passes away in the same year, six months after I got divorced. Oh, and yeah. this was the, sec- the second time that I went to a really deep and dark place in my yeah. life. But it was the catalyst for the next uh, coming of like my, my spirit and my soul. And it really caused me to check in and really... Um, look at what is going on for me. And so that has put me on the journey that I'm I'm on right now, which is to focus and prioritize my mental and emotional well-being, to study it. Uh, I'm voracious in terms of um, the work that I do. I have teachers all the time that I'm working with to better understand what it means to be a frugal and that has turned into the work that i currently do and what's led me to even this conversation that we're having today <laughs>
1: yeah no amazing amazing thanks jane you, you know look, yeah again thanks for your your honesty it's like yeah the, the 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 positivity that you have and the you know the energy that y- you have and it's, it's just incredible and and um yeah, look, it's as I said, it was infectious the first time we met, and continues to be. Um, so, w- can we talk about what is flow? Like from your perspective, what what is what is flow?
0: So, it's changed, you know, because I've allowed for the outside world and information, um, you know, that I've been learning to really inform me of what flow is. And from the outside perspective, what flow is is, you know, you're so absorbed in the experience that you're having in the moment right and i see it that others perceive it from more of a superficial level whereas i see it from more of a a spiritual level and what i believe flow is is all of the conditioning the programming and the mechanisms and when i say the term mechanisms what i mean by that is the beliefs the stories and the thoughts that we have as human beings when we are really an expression of the essence of who we are and it's very difficult for people in this day of age because of the influence of media to live and their parents and their childhood experiences to live fully expressed from a very soul level and mm-hmm. to me that is what actually flow, flow is is when you are in full expression of who you are the essence of who you are and this is what people describe as oh that guy has a vibe right you could yeah. feel the the energy of an individual and where they come from and whether they're coming from their mental and they're just spouting out information that they learn from school or from, you know, watching YouTube videos or whatever, versus the individual that is so connected to their heart and the essence of they, of who they are, where it is flowing out of them in a flowing out of them in a way that we could feel it, that we could sense that this individual is driven by something different than many other people are driven by. And that's what I describe as flow. Awesome.
1: Yeah, it was um yeah, it was, it, I mean, just like I suppose to to reflect on it because I just just writing the the sort of intro to this discussion, um, you know, that we, we put on to LinkedIn Identity, and you came back with something that was it like it was like shifted like you know, so so much in it, it was like this kind of all right, this is a force of energy in like you know, like six lines or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing to see that shift <laughs> in the creative space that you you come from, the energy like you know that you have in 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 that. So um, are we talking um, along the lines of things like? Um, you know like icky guy and the, you know sort of like if we start mm. talking about Maslow like tr- transcendence trying to to be your the highest kind of version of yourself is that is it that kind of alignment that people uh, the shift that people sort of need to go through and the reflection that they need to sort of experience do, do, do you believe is that a is that the right kind of way of describing it
0: absolutely you know we are so influenced by the world around us, and especially Um, you know early on in childhood from the time we're born to about seven eight years old we're so impressionable right and so the experiences that we're having during that time become our programming our Mm self-talk and if we do not address and become aware of what that programming is and what those mechanisms are then we're not free and you're Basically, a tape player just repeating out what has been programmed in you. Mm. And the reason why I believe it's very rare to find someone who is operating in complete fulfillment and joy and happiness and passion is because they are not aware of what is driving them to be out of alignment with their essence. And are in stress right people think that stance that is happening but to me stress is the soul communicating to us that we are out of alignment but from the perspective of the lens that we are looking through that this particular situation circumstance or the way that this person is acting in our minds we see it a certain way and because we are looking at it through the lens of our programming and our mechanisms and not realizing it We make a choice to interpret, make a story about what this circumstance or this person is doing in a way that causes stress. And that is our soul telling us, hey, the way that you're interpreting this particular situation is out of alignment with who you are. And so stress is the result of that. And Mm -hmm. so stress is is such a perfect and, and important tool. It's like the check engine light in our vehicle. Right. Our check engine light in our vehicle tells us, hey, there's something out of alignment in your vehicle. If you do not check it, then you're going to have some major malfunction down the road or maybe, yeah. you know, very soon. And so stress for us is very much the same thing. It's our check engine light. It's telling us like, hey, there is something that is off. It is out of balance and a major malfunction will happen in life. Um gives us that through what we call dis-ease. It's life's um, way of getting us to stop and pay attention because most of us are moving so quickly from one thing to another, where we're so distracted by what's happening in the outside world that we're not paying attention to what's happening in the inner world. And if we don't pay attention to those nudges, those inner nudges of life, then life has to go to the next level and throw at us dis-ease to get us to stop, to pay attention, to look inside of ourselves at what is out of alignment for me, what am I following and subscribe to that isn't actually for me, it, it isn't expression of who I am, and when you are expressing who you truly are, then that is experience as joy, as happiness, as passion, as love, as all those things that are the positive emotions that we experience. Mm,
1: yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, and, and yeah. And it's interesting the whole the the stress piece. I think uh, Mihai talks about <clears throat> you know you've got an external force which is the strain, and then the stress is like our interpretation of what what what's happening as well. So there's a you know you can put the same strain on two people, but have a very different like stress response as a, as a result. And and maybe mm-hmm. that comes back a bit to like skill level or experience or like our learning in like how to. How to deal with whatever that stress is, and the so you know it's all context, isn't it? So, um, you said something interesting about um, you know quite impressionable up to seven, uh, eight, uh, and then anyone who sort of I suppose like tried to do work on themselves realizes that there's um, there's almost there's almost this concept of being like sort of internally or externally referenced, and also you know where do you get your permission from? I think is a really mm-hmm. powerful question like how um yeah like when you're when you're in your own work and work with others do you do you have sort of thoughts on um on on that referencing element
0: yeah oh absolutely there's so much to talk about that so i'll (laughs) I'll try to condense it because um you know with the clients that i work with this is something that the concept i can share in you know, maybe a couple minutes. But in terms That's of so the orientation, <laughs> in terms of the orientation and getting to people to shift from the way in which they're oriented in life right now to a different orientation, because people have spent, for some of us, decades in a, a, a current orientation, it takes them a while to reorient because they're so just used to doing life a certain way. So, what do I mean by that? Well. From my observation, most people are oriented in a way where they source their energy, their life force, right? Life force is what allows you and me to be alive right now for our hearts to beat without us actually consciously having to figure out how to get our hearts to beat, our lungs to operate all of the major organs of our body, our nervous system to do all those things. There's a life force. That flows through us that does all those things for us thank god i'm so grateful for that and then we can consciously do the things that we choose to do to live our lives and have the experiences that we want to have right so how do you go about receiving that life force is the question that we all need to ask ourselves every single day and so for most people they're oriented in a way where they generate their life force from outside of themselves versus generating that life force from within mm. what this looks like is especially in business right so like so i want to grow as an individual and most people believe in order to grow they need a few things right one of them major one of the major ones is money i need money to grow which is true and real on some level mm-hmm. collective a uh, collective uh uh, mentality. I need money to grow. So we've all subscribed to it. And now we play this game in the matrix where money is a thing. Uh, another one is relationships. Right? I need to feel like I belong somewhere. I need to feel the feelings of love and appreciation and that I'm seen by the people around me. Right? My physical well being is another level of uh, mm-hmm something that we need where we source from again outside of ourselves more more superficially it's like working out taking supplements things like that right and coffee one of the biggest ones right it's <laughs> stimulant that that we all believe we need in order to just function normally in the world so this orientation and all the examples that i just gave is an orientation where we're sourcing our energy from our, our outside of ourselves right So what that means is, in terms of productivity and getting shit done in the world, there's a belief, underlying belief that I need to do so that I can have this person pay me or have this person like me so that I could build a relationship to grow my business or I need to do this specific task in order to be able to just feed myself, right, or put a, um, a roof over my head. And in that orientation, you are at the whim of the outside world in order for you to experience the energy of life force flowing through you mm. yeah. Versus, versus the individual that is sourcing that energy from within themselves, okay? So the reason why most people chase what they chase is because they actually want to feel a certain way. They want to feel enlivened by that life force flowing through them so the belief is if i make x amount of dollars or my business looks a certain way or if i have this girlfriend or boyfriend or wife or or husband and i have this external experience happening then i could feel happy then i could feel fulfilled then i could feel validated seen heard Loved all those things, right? I need these things in order for all that to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again, you're at the whim of if you don't have those things, if those things aren't in place, then that means you can't be happy, then you can't be fulfilled if all those things aren't in place yet. And so versus the individual who recognizes that the power lies in being able to access the experience of feeling the way that they want to feel right now in this moment mm. which is a bit, which is available to all of us right so instead of waiting for which is the
1: only thing that is real <laughs> now it, it, absolutely really real exactly
0: thing. the only real thing but we have all been trained right this is how we live in, in the matrix to believe that i need this thing in order mm. for me to feel this this certain way right so the way in which i orient and you know i'm, I'm not completely perfect at this at all whatsoever right this is something that's a a, a evolution that i'm stepping into which is that okay i want to feel fulfilled in life i want to feel passionate i want to feel excited when i wake up every day to go do the things that i want to do in my life to have the experiences of fulfillment and joy and all of those things so instead of thinking that I need to do a certain thing on my to-do list or achieve a certain goal in my life, I imagine what the version of me who is in some dimension, this is what my one of my mentors had taught me, we live in a multidimensional universe, there is a million possibilities that are playing out in every given moment. There's a version of me that is already experiencing the thing that... I think I need to experience to live the life and, and feel the way that I want to feel. So I can access that now, right? I can access the feeling of being fulfilled right now without that thing, without having a business that's generating X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. I can I can use my imagination. The imagination is such a powerful tool and the technology that we have as human beings to create an internal experience of life force actually flowing through us. And there's a technique that, you know, I take my clients through in order to achieve this, but that is where everything changes. When the orientation is, oh, I can feel that fulfillment now. I could feel that feeling of being seen by my loved ones now. I could feel the feeling of being, uh, of belonging now. And when you realize that you have this capability, it's a God-given gift to everyone, then instead of focusing so much attention on all these things on our to-do list to to take care of the superficial things, you will reorient and you will choose to practice the skill, because it's a skill like playing Mm -hmm. basketball, snowboarding, whatever, to learn how to access that experience and the, the feeling and the life force now. And when you train yourself to do that, then the the uh, outcome of that is the feelings of flow because you'll generate life force energy from within. That life force energy is then what animates you to do all the things that you do. And now that energy is embedded in everything that you are doing, and people feel that. Yeah, and then they yeah. will re- they will respond accordingly in a relationship. They can feel when the person's operating with their heart open, right? when, when you, you're you sitting there with your heart open because you took the time to access the feeling of love now, and then you go out into the world and you are doing your business meetings from a place where you're feeling that love in your heart, people respond way differently from the person that is trying to you know get the, the, the person to take out their wallet and pull out their card because they're in fear. If they don't do that, they're not going to be able to pay their bills. You can feel the, the that version of the individual operating in a room versus the person who is already living from a place of abundance because they feel it already in their heart awesome
1: yeah i know, like really really powerful I, looking and everything's so a, a journey as we sort of said at the, the start i think like so sort of personally early, earlier on in that journey i've tried you know there's things such as priming and like the concept of you know your to-be list not your to-do list I, they they kind of help a bit but I know like I have like personal blockers, like an example sort of priming is, um, you know, sort of the mantra of, I want to try, you know, to be the predominant creative force in my life. Um, and that concept of being a creator as, a, as opposed to a consumer, but it's so easy to slip back into being a consumer. And, you know, when y- young family, like you'll know this as well, um, you're just like, you're so, <laughs> you're so tired, you're like sleep deprived. Yes. And it's easier just to start looking through, you know, Instagram, whatever, than it is to to try and work out what, what where's mm-hmm. your creative tension right now. So
0: mm-hmm. it's an excuse, yeah, right? But
1: it's, I, it's, it's,
0: it's,
1: <laughs> I bet 95% of the people watching this will, like, have the same. You, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be watching it unless you were like, shit, like, how do I get, like, how do I become more consistent in getting into, like, this zone, you know? like that's that's the what everyone's aspiring to do uh you know if you're aware of you know if it's just if you believe in it and it floats your boat you know
0: absolutely and you know i'm a father i have a you know seven-year-old daughter who's sitting right here right now and curveball was thrown at me where she's actually here i wasn't expecting her to be <laughs> you know and i could perceive that in a number of ways that oh you know this is Um, blocking me from actually being able to do what I need to do right now, but I made the adjustments. And I also, at the same time, I'm just aware of, yeah, there are things that I judge myself for or judge my, my, um, you know, the, the daughter, the mother of my, my daughter for things in the way that they came out. And I'm aware of these things instead of just ignoring or trying to like push aside that I'm having these thoughts because I'm human Right. I'm human and I will have these thoughts because they are in collective consciousness in terms of how we approach certain situations. A lot of the thoughts that we have aren't even our thoughts. It's just what is in the programming of the collective and they come into our minds because it's just like, you know, Wi-Fi, even though we can't see it, we know it's there and it's influencing the world around us. But when you start to attune yourself, right, and your sensitivities by cleaning and clearing all of the mechanisms, you could feel things that other people are completely unaware of. And if you could feel those things, then you will understand, oh, I'm being influenced by this thing over there to want to go on Instagram and to, to scroll and to do all of these things, or internally, I'm just um, not resourced right now because I chose to drink last night right? And if if you're aware that your programming is coming in and telling you, well, you know what, you need to do X, Y, Z that isn't actually in alignment, right? With who you are, then you'll just go back into the cycle and you'll continue the cycle versus making the conscious choice like, oh no, I'm not going to do that thing that I know, you know, when I do it, it's just numbing. If I'm just numbing myself from being able to be, conscious of the thing that my soul really wants me to do at this time that will actually be regenerative, create more life force energy so that I can go to the next thing with a force about me and do. And and, and the other thing you said, creator, right? This is something that I've shifted. I'm not completely um, conscious and understanding of, but I don't believe so much that we are creators more so than perceivers. To me, like everything is already created, right? And, And it exists in a dimension that you may not be perceiving through all of your senses at this moment, but it's already there, like infrared, right? It's already there. You just can't perceive it. But we have the ability, some people are highly attuned where they could see things that other people can't see. And so, are we creating or really are we perceiving? And we all hear about vibration and frequency and when our vibration and frequency change, all of a sudden, we start to see things or perceive things that just two minutes ago, I couldn't see that. But we perceive it and describe it as creation, right? Versus, oh no, I'm just perceiving something that I wasn't able to see because I shifted dimensions of reality to now actually be able to see this $100,000 that just appeared through someone saying to me, I wanna pay you because the way you're showing up right now, I believe that you can get me the results that I want for my business, right? That's the perception that is a result or that is the creation of what we think is, I'm creating that, but in reality, it's just life responding to vibration frequency and saying, oh, this dude or this woman did the work to clean and clear whatever they need to clean and clear their lens to be able to see the reality from this vibration and frequency now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, it's, it's, it's really, it's funny, because it? there's a saying, isn't there? Like, it's, it's, you know, does an artist learn to draw or learn to see? You know, what's the, it, it, it's a similar, it's a, it's a similar kind of, um you know, vibe. And is it, uh, is it Marcel Prouse who said like, you know, the voyage of discovery can, it consists not in seeing with new sights, but in looking with new eyes.
0: So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. really, really powerful to do that. I'll, I'll share a quick example of how it really, how perception can change things. So I'm, I'm flying, as I mentioned, to Paris in a few, few days. So my my partner for so ago, right? So there's a three-week time frame from you know us seeing each other again and we don't spend that much time away from each other and so you know I'm a human being and I'm like I love cuddling with her you know before we go to bed at night and these physical you know bonding and all of that like at a certain time like it becomes almost addictive right the dopamine hits from from that physical uh, touch and sensation and so one part of me was looking at it from the perspective of oh man it's going to be three weeks before I see you again and then at the same moment I had this thought I'm like oh man I only have three weeks to prepare for Paris I have like my business stuff to set up like my daughter making sure she has the right camps um, I have a workshop to do I have about three weeks that's nothing <laughs> <laughs> and I, it blew my, my mind to to have that experience of like, oh, man, three weeks seems like forever on one end because around getting this need met or getting that need met from a relational perspective. And so three weeks seemed like three months to me. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Whereas I go to this other. Perspective, and I'm looking through another lens of like, oh no, I have all these things to do, and it creates more stress, you know, from a different perspective than the stress of not having this thing. And it just blew my mind in that moment of like, one <laughs> event, several ways to look at it, different ways of feeling as a result of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's time is is an illusion. It's a bizarre, bizarre thing. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. We, um, I suppose, like, just, like, shifting the the conversation on on a bit in terms of, you know, I I love tech, and I remember when we started talking around this, um, you know, there are some sort of, you know, perhaps slightly more unorthodox or, like, other, like, alternative ways um, to try and, you know, stimulate creativity and sort of facilitate flow state, Um, like, one of them being, like, like heart math or we talked about it a bit like you know can you can you and i haven't i i you know it's literally come out the box about three times so like you know can you dive into that a bit and, and, and are there other things that you sort of seen people doing or using
0: so heart math is the organization that has been studying the heart for just about 40 years now okay and the way that I'll break this down is, so the heart is a tool, a tool for us to connect to the intelligence that animates all of life, call it God, call it universe, call it spirit, whatever you describe that intelligence that animates the trees around us, animals, you and I as human beings, and you know, just really is where life emerges from, let's just say our heart gives us the ability to connect to that intelligence okay but when we are out of balance which out of balance for us as human beings on a physiological level looks like the major um, organs and major systems of the body are out of alignment so our immune system our cardiovascular system nervous system uh, endocrine system when all of the systems are out of balance, we experience that as stress. Okay? Mm. That is the body letting us know, hey, there's something off right now. Okay, When we are in coherence, a fancy term that scientists use to describe balance and harmony, that is experienced as all the major systems being in alignment. Okay. Functioning properties. So then on the physiological level, when we are in balance and everything's functioning properly, the next step is the nervous system sends a <clears throat> signal to the brain centers, excuse me, sends a signal to the brain centers, the brain centers open up and this is our access to that greater intelligence. Okay. When we have access to that greater intelligence, we never don't have access to it. What we need to be aware of is to what level and degree do we have access? So the way that I describe it is, you know, um, like a wire USB cord or something like that. Right. Yeah. So we are the computer and then you know, the cloud is God, let's just say, right? And so there's information up there in the cloud and we as computer systems, uh, depending on where we are, our level of coherence or harmony determines how many megabytes of information flow from the cloud to us and the rate at which that intelligence or that information flows to us, okay? Mm -hmm. So the more balance that we are in, the more coherence that we are in, the greater access of information we receive, okay? So imagine when you're out of balance, your cord or your cable is like really tight, really small. So only five bits of megabytes of information are flowing to you at any given moment. We experience that as thoughts. Okay. yeah, when you are in balance, when you are in coherence, your cable opens up. Okay. so when you're out of balance, you are downloading five megabits of information from that source. When you are in balance, you are now downloading a thousand megabytes per per second or whatever. Right. Which means ultimately you have more information. And as a human being, when you have more access to information, you make better choices you see things from a whole different perspective. Some people call or describe it like 30,000 foot perspective. I can see everything that's happening from that perspective. Or when you're out of balance, you just see what you're in, in that moment. And you're trying to make decisions from that place. Looking at your feet. We have an epidemic of stress. Mm. Right, exactly. Okay, let me back up a little bit. So what determines whether we are in coherence or not? Is the question then, because you have to ask yourself, well, if this is what determines how much information I'm receiving in a moment to make better decisions, to be able to go do the things I need to do to take care of myself, what do I need to do to be in coherence? Okay, what heart math has determined through 300 well, probably more than that now peer-reviewed scientific studies is the heart can tell us and also is the tool that helps us find coherence okay mm-hmm. a simple technique james is so simple of breathing while we are being aware of our heart determines the rhythms of our heart not heart rate but heart rhythms the more your heart is in rhythm, the greater coherence you can achieve. Mm-hmm. Okay, The more your heart is in rhythm, the greater level of coherence or balance and harmony you achieve. The more balance and, and harmony you achieve as a human being gives you greater access to intelligence. Mm-hmm. This is where now you don't have to rely as a human being on information that is in the superficial realm which is what we um describe as like books youtube and other people and their knowledge you're accessing now greater knowledge from a multi-dimensional universe right you're like an alien accessing <laughs> information from a realm that isn't of this realm and this is where you start having thoughts of like how I don't even know where that came from. Where I didn't even learn that. No, well, when you are connected at that level, you don't know, you need to learn. That's like such a human, like so basic, right? That, that's so 1985 if you're living like that. Yeah, when, you, yeah. when you're in coherence, you are now in the future, right? You could be in a past, present, future at any given moment, superpositioned to access information, that you wouldn't otherwise have had access to because all information that any other human being has uh, uh, experienced is accessible to you at any given moment. You don't have to wait until, it's like Neo in the matrix, right? When he puts that thing in the back of his head and all of a sudden he knows Kung Fu in like 10 seconds or not even that, right? Just a couple of seconds. That is what you need to, to have in your awareness of what's possible as a human being to access the greater amount of information that is available to you when you're able to access the power of the heart. This is what HeartBeth has um, given to us as, as information. And they went to the next level because the question you know, people were asking, well, how do I know when I'm in coherence? How do I know when my rhythms of the heart are actually in a place where I'm accessing that intelligence? So they developed a technology called the Interbalance Device. You have capillaries in the lobes of your ears that are connected to your heart so this device through bluetooth or a wired um, system you can put the uh, a clip onto your ear lobe which then now this uh, device can read the rhythms of your heart or lack thereof through this device and literally show you in any given moment if you are in coherence or not in coherence it's just like mind mind-blowing, right so now yeah. you could train yourself because most people because of stress epidemic they've normalized stress so much that they live in stress all the time they don't even realize it because yeah. it's so normal they so have adapted to to having a stressful life that they're out of coherence all the time so then they have to rely on studying youtube and these books and all these other stuff because there's they're caught in the through three dimensional realm versus like finding coherence. So now they have greater access to information and intuition, right? To see things before they actually happen is a result of being incoherent. <laughs> so okay. It's also I know. <laughs>
1: weirdly, it is not a million miles away from being externally and internally referenced, like mm. you're kind of internally referencing yourself through. Yes your heart which i hadn't really twigged until this discussion um it, if you get good at is there a way for you to like start to if you get you know is there a way where you don't necessarily need to use the like in a balance machine once you've sort of got you know because i found that with even you know meditation like and it's called a practice right for a reason like you should practice it but like it is a learned skill yes and, and um I personally it's it's kind of weird like the more pressure I've been under in life the more I have like needed it the more I've had to like access it and you know when I was MD of a fast growing like business and we were having to you know having to go from like whatever 10 to 25 people in the, in the next year or whatever it was like i know that's not a lot for some companies but like hey it was my first time in in the hot seat i, mm. I you know I, I it was just there was so many moving parts and so much to like consider and, and like for me the problem was almost that so much to control uh and my biggest learn was to stop trying to control it um but be clear on like where we're going um mm. yeah like i I yeah I, I did I did a lot of meditation like back then and now I don't do it so much but I know because of having done it I know like you know just some a few breaths like five breaths and you can sort of get yourself like okay just like just think calm down now now step into like you know you know problem solving or whatever but breathe first and so yeah we've so similar for heart then if you can kind of get the same thing for you yeah
0: Exactly. Uh, great question, James, because this is something that I think is important for people to, to recognize about the technology itself, because some become so reliant on technology that they then aren't actually accessing the technology that is their human being. It's the greatest technology that ever has existed, right? But what this technology is doing is to help you to access your own technology, Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is interesting, kind of uh, funny to say that. So what you're doing with the inner balance uh, device is you are gauging and measuring your response to stress and where you're at in terms of your stress levels, right? Because most people are are unaware because their attention, again, is so caught in the outside outside doings and their to-do lists and all the things that they need to do in the world to, to survive, right? So when you're doing an inner balance device it gives you a sense of it reads out okay in this moment you're you're in stress right now you're out of coherence and then you can attune to oh this is what it actually feels like for me to be out of coherence right now whereas most people have no clue when that point happens because it's so adapted to and so once you understand through the practice of, okay, this is what is showing me. I'm in coherence right now. And this is what it feels like when I'm actually in coherence. Now I know what coherence actually feels like because it's literally printing it, not printing it out, but displaying it for me moment to moment, second by second, right? Moment to moment, second by second. I can see if I'm in coherence, out of coherence. And then you can attune to the feelings and the sensations that are happening in your body to recognize like oh this is what it feels like for me to be out of coherence and so when you have that knowledge and awareness after practicing it for so long then you'll start to look at the outside world and see oh that thing brings me out of coherence that thing puts me in coherence that thing brings me out of coherence that puts me in coherence so what the hell are you going to do you're going to make way different choices in terms of your interactions what you engage with what you know brings you life force energy ultimately because that's what happens when we are in coherence we receive life force energy so it's not just information and data but that that cable that i was speaking of before when it opens up you feel enlivened by that right yeah. and that life force energy is what we need to operate in the world james like when we're then at the end of the day you're not the individual that's exhausted and drained because you were so reliant on your human being, right, to try to operate in the world versus connecting to that source and that intelligence to a degree where like, I don't really need to go to sleep right now, but I probably should because I'm a responsible human being. I'm, <laughs> and I'm not going to take advantage of this intelligence that is actually animating me.
1: <laughs> awesome um hey look this is so interesting Jay. and we're we're, we're um yeah there's so much more i'd like to, to ask you and to, to talk about uh but we're, we're going to run out of time um I, I, a lot of the listeners will be like you know entrepreneurs leaders um you know founders um it flow within teams is there anything you know, any advice or any thoughts in that concept do you you know fire away
0: yeah yeah man so one of the things that uh, HeartMath has studied is this thing called entrainment. Have you heard, heard that before?
1: No, no, no. I've heard it. Kind of really, I read the really, instruction manual.
0: <laughs> just, it's a really interesting ph- phenomenon, right? So I had, this, um, I had this reading done on me, right? Very esoteric um, experience that I was having where this woman said to me, She's like, Oh, you have an interesting uh, orientation, Jay. I'm like, What do you mean by that? She's all well, most people have to adapt to their environment in order to function, whereas you have your environment and the world around you adapt to you. When she said that to me, I'm like, Okay, interesting, but I don't even know what that actually means. Six years later, I'm working with HeartMath, right? And then they, they share this concept of entrainment. And what this means is that the individual, <clears throat> when they're so connected to that intelligence of a vibration of energy, right, When you are incoherent, you, you are actually emanating energy. And they detected this with technology, right, that extends what they detected thus far five feet around you. Okay, It's actual energy emanating from your heart center, because that intelligence is flowing through you now, because as we were talking about, right, that cable is, is much, uh, there's much more. For some
1: some people, it will sound like super, like woo woo, which is like, what's really interesting about it, because it's a, um, this is about like, our perception and like what we're willing to let in and some people just just won't but and i would have been more like that in the past but i've seen people with divining rods like go into the space and like they the um the person running the, the session she was getting us to think bad thoughts uh well just normal and it was about, you know, five meters, whatever, bad thoughts. It was about a meter from the person and then really beautiful, like happy, like loving thoughts. And it was like, you know, the other side of the room. Anyway, so it was a super, I was just like, uh, uh, there's there's something here. I don't, I don't quite know what, but you can't, you know, you can't deny it. Like
0: there's, Yeah. And, you know, I used to operate that way until yeah. I got the actual data, James. Like, you know, technology is great because it can help us perceive things that we wouldn't otherwise perceive, such as infrared, right? We can't see it. I, well, that's not true. Most people can't see it because <laughs> they haven't reached a level of perception to be able to see something that most people cannot see. But how was it discovered in the first place? Well, someone had the intuitive hit to even observe it, right? And so infrared is energy, and it's flowing through us all the time. Okay, so how can you say then that, were you going to say infrared doesn't exist in the world? So you therefore, then energy doesn't exist? Well, that just that doesn't even make sense to me. So as I was saying, when, when we are in coherence, we're emanating this energy out into the world, right? And that technology now to detect this stuff, some people call it the aura as well of a human being. That energy influences the world around us, okay? This is why when someone walks in the room, some people notice, right? Like, who the is that? Like their vibe is just incredible. You could tell that something is going on over there. Whereas some people can walk in the room and you wouldn't even notice. They're like a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone's here, type of thing, right? So, what is the difference? What, what makes that individual who walks into the room that has a presence is what we call it, right? They have this presence about them. They have this vibe about them, versus the person that just walks in the room and no one really reacts or responds to them, right? So this is what um, happens when we're emanating energy from a state of coherence. And the cool thing is, is that it affects the people around us. So instead of what most people believe when when it's time to um, get your team to operate in coherence, right, and balance and and work together. They believe I need to get my team member to do a certain thing and make them believe something or tell them something or motivate them or incentivize them to work in a way that actually produces the result that I want. Whereas the way that I look at it now is you model that. You model what it looks like to be a human being that is connected to an intelligence and the presence of that in a room and trains others around you to actually reach that level. Because most people, this is what now I realize this woman was telling me in that reading, is that most people go down to the frequency and the vibration of where their team members are. And then they operate from that place, trying to train them in a way that kind of meets them where they're at and never gives levels them up. Whereas a true leader understands what I'm talking about right now, where they are vibrating at a frequency and vibration that is higher than other people. And they do not go lower themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. They do not lower themselves. They hold that vibration and frequency, even when their team members are feeling down, feeling stress, judging people, feeling guilt, feeling shame, all of these things. Most people they would get knocked down in frequency as they observe and they experience people around them, whether it's their family or their team, right? They get knocked down and they, they operate at that level. Whereas the person that holds that frequency for a certain period of time brings everyone around them up to that frequency, which what that means is now, even if the individual didn't consciously entrain or train themselves to reach that level of coherence, they got brought up mm-hmm.
1: yeah 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 they well that you, concept of people have who give or take your energy as well isn't it that's
0: an interesting yeah, absolutely yeah absolutely
1: what what do you think what have you found that for people that you work with that are maybe skeptical um around like the concept of flow and you know a lot of the discussion today what do you find what's the one thing that they most need to see to start to like go on their journey
0: they need to access uh, that version of them that is already in another dimension that is experiencing flow as their life, okay? So earlier I was talking about um, using your imagination. It is a very powerful tool. We lose that as, a, as adults because we get entrained into the matrix, right? We stop using our imagination, we stop doing art which art is actually not just this thing that entertains us and that pleases us because it's beautiful and, you know, appeases our senses. Art is actually access to that intelligence and people don't realize that. This is why the, you know, empires, the the biggest empires of the past, like the Egyptian empire or um, Egypt during that time, they commissioned artists, the kings and queens commissioned artists to work with. All the time, and people don't realize like it was a power move, right? These artists had something that other people didn't have, which is that access to that intelligence. These kings and queens knew that. I believe they truly realized this, and so they access that now. Back to the question of, um, you know, how do they come to this realization of what I'm speaking of? Is art is a way to access the version of oneself that is already operating at that higher frequency and vibration okay and using your imagination is another tool that you can use so what i suggest people would do i'll give them a directive right now something you could do when you get off this call is sit um, with your eyes closed relax your system right bring consciousness into your body relax your whole system if you're feeling tension usually tension is felt in the shoulders lower back and held in uh the buttocks right so you you consciously release that tension and breathe into those areas and just feel yourself kind of relax and then you breathe in and out six seconds intervals right six seconds in six seconds out of the the nostrils not the mouth okay As you're breathing through your nostrils, eyes closed, you've relaxed your body, then you go into using your imagination. And you ask your full potential self. This is what my main mentor had taught me. Ask your full potential self. What is your full potential self? That version of you that is the most loving, the most kind, the most intelligent, the most empowered, the most free. Ask that version of you to come to you. In terms of a, a vision of it or a feeling of it in your mind. Okay. <clears throat> it may take a moment. It may take 1 ten- one seventieth of a second. Usually that's all it takes. Then you start to see an image of that version of you, which is communicating to you. That's how it communicates to us from that dimension. Okay. And some are kind of anesthetic, they will more feel the presence of that their full potential self, and then some are more visually oriented, where they'll actually see that version of themselves. Once you do that, okay, you, ha- you have now entered or exited the matrix, and you're now in the realm of the multidimensional universe, right? The, f- the cool thing about this, James... <laughs> Hey, this is like next level stuff. I used to not share this before in the past because I was so worried that people wouldn't get it. But now the people that are being present right now, they're going to get some some sauce right now. Use <laughs> it, okay? Um, so you, you're you now connected to that version of yourself, right? And mindset is everything. We, we talk about it all the time, right? Whatever mindset you hold is going to determine how you achieve things in your life so if you want a different you need a different mindset to to experience a different reality to perceive a different reality well how do you cultivate that mindset when you access that version of you that is experiencing the thing you desire whether it's like growing your business to x you know whatever it is there's a version of you that's already doing that okay yeah. once you th- even think about it that is access to that dimension that is, that created that reality already Right. The thought is the proof that it is already there in some dimension. So when you are experiencing that version of you through your imagination, and you when when you know, you know when you've connected to it, when you start to feel sensation in your body, right? When you connect to your full potential self, watch what happens. Sensationally, what most people describe to me is they'll feel this lightness or they'll feel more empowered, right? That is the cable connected now to that version of you. So then every time you access it, that version of you will send you codes, okay? Codes in the form of thoughts. And every time you connect to it, that codes, more codes will be sent to you. The more codes you receive and more thoughts you have, thought thought over and over and over again creates belief. Belief is a mindset. Now you've created the mindset based on that version of you. You start operating as that version of you because it sent you the codes of how to actually do that. And then your world around you, you start to perceive that world based on that version of you who's already experiencing it. To me, that is not creation. It is just vibrating at a frequency to be able to experience that dimension of reality that a version of you is already experiencing the thing that you want you're welcome you're welcome
1: amazing jay amazing uh thank you look it's been uh, i knew i knew i'd really enjoyed today and i knew i'd learned loads from it and that's you know that that, that i've learned so many new things and uh yeah um yeah look it's it's just a pleasure to like hear you talk about things that people you know it, it can it can f- some sometimes feel a bit fringe but it's slowly moving like more more centrally which i think is a really interesting journey you know possibly more for civilization right it's a it's a it's it's the, <laughs> it's actually needed because you know it isn't going to work with the thinking and the the kind of model that got us here so um am really excited that you're out there um you know sharing it talking about it and um bringing people on on the journey so uh um look um there you have it you know it's uh I, I think some of the key takeaways would be like work from your heart not your head um become a perceiver not a creator that was just I think that's a really interesting thing I'm going to take away and and, and ponder on and, and I just love listening to your inner self and this you know the concept that there are ways that, like thoughts are a lot more powerful than like you know we may be first perceived so um loved it loved it loved it so um hope for people listening you feel like you can go out there and um you know work on finding your own flow state um we've yeah next Wednesday, Wednesday we're talking to Calp Surfer founder Casey Fenton so we're looking at trust in in the world of AI bit different mm-hmm. but you know it's um and Jay like if people want to reach out to you um I think Instagram's your main place like Mindframe and Instagram so thank yeah. you so much for speaking today Jay um yeah thank you and Mindframe
0: so yeah. mindframe spelled with the i in it instead of f r a f r a m e it's f r a i m e Yeah. mindframe and that's how you'll be able to find me. I'd love to hear from uh, individuals about what their takeaways were as well. So thank you for sharing yours, James, because it's really important to me to get feedback to continue to refine. Amazing, thank,
1: thank, thank you, Jay. Um, So, yeah, look, I hope everyone feels a little bit wiser this Wednesday. Um, Thank you, Jay. Goodbye. You're welcome.